0: hello sir how are you
1: good man it has been fucking a while hasn't it
0: it has been a very very long time um it's funny it's funny the the, um, <laughs> the the save the save it Alan. save it i just remember my my parents were going to call me Alan. when really? they, when they adopted me and we were going to change my and they changed all of our name and uh they were they were like we were we were contemplating peter um, or Alan, and I was like, "Fuck, I
1: mean, Alan is great."
0: I, I don't know if there's any mixed race Allens in the world.
1: No, I don't think that. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say like, that is not a black name.
0: Like His Peter name is, is Alan. pretty white. Peter is a pretty white name, although the original Peter, the the OG Peter, the fisherman, uh, he was he was of a brown complexion. Um, Which fish? Oh, Peter from the Bible. Peter from the Bible. Yeah, that good. Are you Peter from the Bible? I am Peter from the Bible. I turned my <laughs> face away that? from Jesus. I turned my face. I turned my back on him.
1: Um, Speak to people in London and he's just like, yeah, I mean, what's your name? He's like, he's like Johnny. You, you mean John from the Bible? Yeah. John from the Bible, <laughs> isn't <it? laughs> you got craps.
0: <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> my name's Massey. Oh, right massive from the bible uh, what you, he's a massive in the bible yes you're massive in the bible you're Sharon from the bible isn't it <laughs> tiffany's a biblical name uh, <laughs> tiffany
1: from the bible that's a good like that's a good like instagram name or youtube name i'm tiffany from the bible like it's a guy <laughs> hey everyone welcome to tiffany from the bible you're like, what the fuck is this it's <laughs> already very strange <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'll grab their attention with the name. Holy shit, Tiffany from the Bible. Not sure, I think <laughs> Tiffany was definitely made in the nineties when EastEnders. Say so, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky from the Bible.
0: Wasn't that Ricky? That was Bianca, Bianca, and did that. Oh, Bianca, kind of, yeah. Ricky. Tiffany was the chick from Tiffany Love Actually, was, wasn't
1: she? Yeah, yeah, Martin, yeah. Ma- Martin McCutcheon. Martin McClutchin. McClutchin. Um, She's got like a clutch of spider's eggs hanging out of her twat.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a horrifying image um, Gosh, She just
1: took a horrible left turn
0: She uh, She's the reason why Mick Hucknall had to take his dreads off What? Uh, so she and Mick Hucknall used to be uh, drinking pals And um, she threw up in his dreadlocks uh, Which is why <laughs> he had to chuck them off Nice
1: it's like you couldn't have done it on my dick. You couldn't have got it on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you could have went to completely the worst place. <laughs> Jesus, she actually—if you think about her career, she started off on. well, She probably did some adverts and shit before that, but then she went on EastEnders. Then mm-hmm. she released music, and then she was in like one of the biggest rom-coms in history. Like she, became, she went like sky. She skyrocketed, and like she's not that fit. Is she? Well, she definitely isn't now. But back then, she wasn't that kind of fit, and yet she managed to be like getting boned by Hugh Grant, who was playing the Prime Minister. I mean, that's that's a that is a like hell of a trajectory that she went on. And then all of a sudden, I guess the spewing in Mick Cocknell's hair was the downfall. A lot. No, I, of think was before, the bunker. I think that was before. Oh, was before. Uh, was it? <laughs> I think
0: that was before Love. Actually, when did Love actually come out?
1: I think it was like. Like 90, It was after Titanic, because they talked uh, about Titanic. 2000, you know? yeah,
0: 2003.
1: So, um, very early, early noughties movie, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Back when everyone was full of hope. I mean, post 9-11, but still. everyone. Had Two years after 9-11.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, don't they start... Isn't, they, isn't the opening monologue about nine eleven?
0: Do you know what? All right, <laughs> I'm going to admit to I've never watched Love Actually because it's always been well, very it's always been a very depressing film because I've always wanted to watch it while I was in like a, a relationship, which meant that I never watched it when it came out because I was. <laughs> sa- you're saving. You are I'm saving, saving Love Actually. I was saving Love Actually relationship.
1: For when Holy I was in shit, an, I was
0: saving. I was saving Love Actually for when I was in love. Actually. Um, oh. uh, <laughs> that is that. That might be the saddest
1: thing. Not that. Not the. Not the pun or whatever. I suppose it's not a pun, but but the the fact that you're saving love actually for when you're in a relationship is horrendous, mate. I, you, deserve, you deserve to be alone for us, <laughs> just for that wish.
0: <laughs> well, I am. Um, yeah, and then uh, by the time that I came around to kind of like being in long-term relationships around Christmas time, because this was a problem, I might have been in small relationships, but it was never over Christmas. Um,
1: <laughs> can we just make it to Christmas? Can we God just God take it to Christmas? Why? You still love me?
0: No, but I want to watch it Actually, <laughs> I need someone to watch it with,
1: for God's sake.
0: I can't watch it alone, wanking with
1: my own tears. (laughs) Wanking into Mick Hucknall's hair, for God's sake.
0: No, I was trying to work out when it was was released because of uh, Bill Clinton and uh, Monica Lewinsky. Because I was kind of thinking, was it about that time where Monica Lewinsky was a bit of a kind of... um, uh, People thought she was hot in a weird she sucked the president's dick kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Do you, I remember yeah, that being a thing around... Is that why people
1: think? don't think Hillary Clinton's hot? Because she's clearly never sucked the president's dick. <laughs>
0: definitely. She definitely. She goes to do it. Right, and then her, pre,
1: her predator mouth opens. And it's just go like, Oh, no!
0: I'm going to go play my saxophone!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She wasn't hot. But I can imagine how... That's the thing, though. If you're doing something wrong with, like, an intern or... It's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger nanny situation, you know what I mean? He's like, or the maid that he banged and he had his other kid with. It's like, yeah, you can get any woman you want. You're Arnie or the president, but give me this filthy pig that I work with. Just give me that. It's like Hugh Grant, speaking of, you know, speaking of love, actually. He was with Elizabeth Hurley. She might be top 10 fittest British women of all time. And yet he goes and bangs some like, Street hooker in America. <laughs> <laughs> She's got fucking SARS coming out of her mouth and shit. It's horrendous. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, I just he couldn't help himself. He had to relieve himself. I think people just want I think men like filth like that. Like doesn't matter who they've got. Like they could have Ariani from the UFC, that ring card girl, and they'll still want to bang some pig in a sty just one day. Just because like it's a pig in a sty it's 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 low (laughs) (laughs)
0: maybe it's it's the it's the true meaning of keeping it real you know just kind of like knowing where your roots are i came from this you know i'm not above this
1: i am not above this in fact (laughs) i like to i like to get i like to remind myself where we all come from
0: (laughs) you go go home to your kind of like your uh lingerie model girlfriend she's like where have you been it's like i've been out with uh that, that local swamp donkey she was like what why would you do this don't i give enough to you?" It's like, yeah but i need to keep it real for the fans i'm yeah. doing it for the fans
1: that's that that was that should have been bill clinton's defense when he was being impeached just <laughs> was, that whole speech between me and you. i was doing it for the people
0: the reason why i let her suck my dick Was I was imagining that it was every one of you people in the great nation of America (laughs) that was sucking my dick. She represented the everyman.
1: (laughs) I was doing it for America. (laughs) Doing it for America. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, why when I was finished,
0: I wiped my dick on the flag. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that, did he do that? I don't know, did he? <laughs> Is that it, something we need to Google? About, like,
1: something he did on his, on his dress, on her dress. On a dress, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was either the flag or the dress. And he was kind of like, oh, which one will pull differently? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I reckon that might have been one of the hardest he's ever come. Well, apart from when he was with Epstein. I bet you enjoyed that time as well.
0: Yeah, man. that's uh, That's always... I, mean, I think it's kind of like the, uh, if you look at a picture of Bill Clinton now, the whole kind of Epstein Island thing is kind of catching up with him, you know, like the the, uh, the corruption inside is now kind of like making its way to his face, which is why he looks Jesus. like he's a Victorian kid with a consumption.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. It's mad, isn't it? How like you just can't escape aging like aging is just fucked and we're still going through a great phase You're like well i'm just becoming well, i'm just becoming nearly 40 but it's like oh, i'm starting to I, I i caught myself in the mirror the other day just walking past and uh, i was like i still look like a child like I, you know i'm getting the features of a ma- of a man but i have like the body and frame of a child still <laughs> I'm like well am i when am i am i just gonna go from looking like a kid to so then looking like a you know, like on this frail old man. I think I am. I don't think I'm ever gonna look like a man man. I think I'm just always gonna look like a kid than an old man. Like, well, what about you look like a man? I, I mean, but you're you kinda like, like you're you're half Iranian, aren't you? You know?
0: So that's probably what that is. Like the the youth, isn't it? Kind because of, 'cause you've probably got some Asian gene somewhere from the whole Genghis Khan thing. He did he did your country as well, right? <laughs>
1: I think he did all of our countries. He
0: didn't, he didn't, I don't think he made it to England. He definitely didn't make it to Jamaica. That's definitely, you know, you don't see, you don't, that would be a great movie, Genghis Khan's, Genghis Khan's Caribbean getaway. <laughs> <laughs> Pile of
1: bones and fucking hash in the yeah.
0: He's just there with a kind of like a, a pineapple cocktail, <laughs> just kind of drinking it on the beach with just kind of like the dead surrounding him going,
1: it's a lovely island. Mm. It's so nice to get away. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, maybe. I think I think you might be right, yeah. It's just, yeah, maybe I need to work out. But no, that's way too hard. I need to. Uh, I've, put on, I've
0: put on like 20 kilos since the beginning of lockdown, since the beginning of... uh corona starting
1: food um, kilos huh food kilos yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah not not Fucking hell, what have you been eating uh all the biscuits i've i've <laughs> i've, 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 I've I gave up weed <laughs> just to give get on biscuits i swear it's just i can't every time i kind of go right i'm gonna be healthy it always starts off i'm kind of healthy for a couple of weeks then i go and do my shopping and i just happen to be in the biscuit aisle right because that's on the other side of the biscuit yeah. aisle is like the crisps and stuff and i don't get the crisps i was going for like the uh, packets the individually wrapped packets of popcorn because i'm kind of like i can have one of those because that's like 96 calories and it's just like in the evening that's good but then i look over there and oreos are 50p a packet and then i'm like oh, i'm gonna get a packet of double stuff, do not i and then mm. I smash a pocket of double stuffed and then I kind of go, I got to get another packet before the sale's off.
1: And then the it just... Sale, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes it downhill from sense.
0: there. It does make financial st- sense. just kind of fill myself with Oreos. So yeah, mostly Oreos. Um, it's Oreos funny because
1: uh, I'm at the escape room, obviously, and we do a cookie discount. So if people could bring in cookies, we give them a good $2 discount per person. It's just a fun way of... We just like cookies. Anyway, some uh, fat chick comes in and she brings in caramel oreos and they're like coated in caramel and we put them in the fridge so then when i was like closing last night i was starving because i hadn't eaten and i went past and i was like "Oh, those oreos in the fridge and there was an entire box and a half cold in the fridge and they were so good i just kept you know the way we used to just eat chocolate when we were gaming. yeah yeah, that yeah, yeah. all right now remember how we used to do a bit of gaming when we were eating chocolate in that <laughs>
0: <gasoline>? <laughs> yes yes
1: <laughs> it was like that it was just like oh well i'm gonna keep going until i feel sick so i did and now i've got the like the sugar like i need some more where is it where is yeah. it
0: yeah 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 that kind of it's yeah insidious it's worse than cigarettes
1: impulse control is so is so fucking difficult you and i always struggle with this stuff
0: yeah what? but you know i've got borderline personality disorder so my impulse control is medically diagnosed <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I've got an excuse. I could have any addiction and just kind of be like, oh, it's just because
1: you should be you should be given money from the government for that. I definitely <laughs> and cookies. definitely should. When you I can't, can't, you're I can't going stop get doing universal credit and universal cookies,
0: yeah. It's, oh god, why do you need more money on universal credit? I need to buy the cookies. It's an impulse. Um,
1: well, you say borderline personality disorder? You say sorry?
0: Yeah, yeah. I have got uh, well. That's the thing. I've got borderline personality disorder, but also the uh they said at one point bipolar but then i'm mm-hmm. just waiting for an nhs referral for adhd because they all they're all venn diagrams that intersect each other so it might be that i've got one of them or it could be that i have all of them do you know what i mean it's that kind of it's difficult to yeah it's difficult to to know what level of what direction of fucked up you really are um yeah and that's where the science comes in right um it's uh, they're like, we know you're fucked up and it, it's around here. It's not around like these really bad ones like uh, psychopath or um, schizophrenia or any, any one of these these ones over here. But over here, um, it's something It's something. In fact, after your ADHD uh, diagnosis, if you if you are diagnosed with that, I think what we're just going to do is throw a dartboard at them and see which
1: one it lands on. And that's your primary yeah. one. Um I think it's I think that's in with mental health in general that I mean it's such the wild west still, like they don't really know what they're talking about. They're getting closer, but I'd say that our understanding of the brain and of personalities and of cognition and of trauma and of neurochemistry all of this is so basic at the moment. still, you know it's so it's like you know we've only had brain scanning for like not too long anyway. And like I was reading, I'm reading a book called uh, The Body Keeps the Score about uh, your physiological responses to trauma in childhood. And Mm. I'm still only near the beginning because it's it's an audio book and it's quite depressing to listen to, even though I'm being read to by a very nice man. Um, Are you my father? Could you be (laughs) my father? (laughs) So it's, and basically he's talking from his practice of uh, dealing with... Shell shock Marines, people coming fa- back from Vietnam and stuff like that. And he said, like, the, the manual at the time was, you know, would, would just massively misdiagnose. I mean, they didn't even have PTSD, the concept of PTSD, which is such a broad term. They didn't even have that back then. You know, they were, it, was, it wasn't even depression. I can't remember exactly what they diagnosed it as, but it was something so far away from PTSD and from understanding what it is. Wasn't it shell shock?
0: wasn't that shell
1: shock was like the term given to it but they had some medical diagnosis i should have done my research before i came on but my point being that back then the manual and the the science basically told them this is the way you treat it and over his full career the entire perspective has changed and he realized that the original treatment was actually doing a lot of harm there's a lot of mixed misdiagnoses i mean you get misdiagnoses for everything you know non mental things you get them for just sprain like i've got a problem with my ankle since sydney so that's like 6 years ago and every time i've been to see someone they've misdiagnosed it now that's just my ankle this is like a basic you know limb and joint and you know tendons and muscle so the brain i mean it's it's crazy so just like what you said they it feels sometimes like they're just throwing at a dartboard. You're like, well, what you've got, like, so what is it? Is it ADHD or is it this or is it bipolar? I feel like those are all ways of describing some of my personality issues. And yet overall, you've just got this borderline personality disorder. So I guess it's like not the most severe case of this basket of issues. Is that pretty accurate probably? Yeah, it's like, a, you know, it's, when there's an irritable bowel sy- syndrome, and you're like, Jesus, that could be anything. You know? What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of like yeah, you, you're really stressed out or you've got bowel cancer.
0: Yeah. I think reading kind of about um, borderline personality disorder. Well, for a while, like this is this is because they don't massively explain stuff to you. Um, this is what I kind of find sometimes a bit difficult. Right. Because everybody's heard of borderline personality disorder. All right, and my kind of preconceptions about what that was were quite negative um, but in the last few years they've re-titled um, it so it's no longer borderline personality disorder it's uh, emotionally emotional unstable personality disorder um, EUPD emotionally than,
1: unstable personality disorder yeah
0: EUPD okay. rather than BPD um, so I had kind of EUPD on my review mental health review and i just kind of read it over i know we like kind of like, like yeah borderline personality disorder uh, sorry um uh, bipolar disorder in uh remission and it had underneath it emotionally unstable personality disorder eupd and then it had kind of like other stuff kind of like written about uh him suggesting that i may have a have adhd but them not being the people that do that referral that do that diagnosis um mm. and then it just had a list of medication and all those other kind of case notes underneath it but i didn't know what eupd was so i just kind of was like no mm mm and went away and then it was one day when i was reading through it, and i was like what is that and then i googled it and it came up kind of eupd and then underneath it like borderline personality disorder and initially i was a bit kind of Taken aback, it was a bit of a shock because the I always thought that people with borderline personality disorder were all the negative things like manipulate, manipulative, um narcissists, all these other kind of antisocial behaviors that they kind of come. And I was like, I don't think I, I I I don't think I'm I've got that. I don't think I've I'm that kind of person. um I know I've got issues, but I've always thought I've tried to be. Tried not to be like that kind of toxic, you know? Um, and then I kind of read on more about it. And it, they're just attributes that people can have if they got borderline personality. And mostly in women as well, the manipulative side of things. Um, if they do have those sort of tra- traits, but they can kind of, that could be kind of like narciss- narcissistic personality disorder or antisocial uh, uh, behavioral disorder I think that was it. um but there's other ones that have that element to it it's um but it is a possibility for somebody to kind of have those traits if they've got BPD as well um Hmm. but yeah the most of the BPD thing is that something that happened to you in your early life that kind of like left trauma um whether it was uh uh insusceptible as in you were too young to see it uh, but it still affected you or you were, it affected you when you were old enough to kind of process it as well um so anything can happen with kind of like abandonment issues when you're younger which can kind of lead to you developing it um
1: so, so when you got that when you got that diagnosis right how did that make you feel the diagnosis this because i've never been for any formal mental health therapy or uh, analysis or testing or anything. I've never been to a doctor. I I kind of, one, I'm a very lazy person. And two, it's just more accessible for me to speak to people and then try and work it out myself, which is probably, you know, it's, it's not the right or the wrong way to do it. I think it's probably a blended approach of two. So I've never been to it. And I don't know how I'd feel if somebody said with, you know, I'm not sure how long they talk to you, but let's say just over a four hour examination, which seems quite rigorous. Um how long do they how long is the test? It's not a really a
0: test, it's more of um a the consultation the it's a few consultations, yeah. So you kind of like see someone for a little bit of time. Um oh, yeah. And so uh, it's like, how,
1: like roughly how many hours would you say before they come up with a diagnosis?
0: Um well my doctor that I kind of saw, it was only like a couple of hours that I'd kind of spent with him. I had I think I sent like a had an hour consultation with him before and then I had I think I had two half an hour and 45 minute consultations with him like monthly, While I was seeing that, and I think it was the third one that I kind of got the review back um, from. Okay. Um,
1: each one of you did a review, but that one was the one that had EUPD on it. Um, so a few hours then, yeah, so over a few hours, if I got like a, a, a diagnosis, I'm not sure how that would make me feel, whether I'd be like, oh great, this is my problem, and I've got something to focus on, or I'd be like, oh, okay, am I a broken person and you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know how. Like, how does it make you Is it? A, do you like the fact that you got a diagnosis, or does that make you feel worse? Like, how does it make? It, is it good now that you have got something? And you go, okay, this is probably what the problem is, and there's a course of treatment for it. Or do you think? Oh, so I'm definitely. There's definitely something wrong with me. Fuck, I'm doomed. Or are you just like lost faith in the whole system? You're like, well, you've you've said it was something else before, and like, what? How do you? How does it make you feel to get the diagnosis? Because I've never had one
0: well firstly with the diagnosis he it wasn't just those kind of like few couple of hours that you kind of see for broken up over the space of a few visits it was also that he kind of had looked he was the only doctor that i kind of had that had mentioned that he'd gone back through all my case notes from pretty much the beginning where i had contact with mental health services so this kind of goes back all the way to when i was like uh 16 17 well 18 when i actually was an adult and saw them um But then it was also kind of like previous notes when I was had uh, saw uh, young adults and adolescent mental health care. Um, So there were a few kind of like notes spattered around from them in my NHS file. Um, But he had kind of gone back all the way and had gone through all those notes as well. So he had a more of um, an overview of kind of everything I said and all the treatments that I'd kind of had and where these things could lie so when he gave me that diagnosis it didn't feel like it was a i think this is why i didn't lose faith in the system um i didn't think oh you've diagnosed me with something else and now it's this so why would i believe you i think with him in particular because he had kind of like been so comprehensive in it um that it kind of felt uh what's the word um it felt more of a qualified diagnosis um mm. but in terms of how it made me feel pretty, sh- pretty shit. i think kind of like there's the there's that two pathways that you can kind of feel about it which is the oh at least i know what it is now and i can kind of use this to manage it and therefore kind of get better. And there's the one kind of like, I'm like you said, I'm a broken person and I don't think I could be fixed. And I think that um, I went down the broken person one, which I think is very difficult, especially with particular elements um, that I'm kind of like finding it, especially with relationships and um, working generally. Um, mostly because I kind of read a case study about uh people with borderline personality disorder and their work habits or cycles. And it like the case study that I had was verbatim every single job that I've had since I was like 16,
1: you know? Oh, really? Down to what level? Like the types of industry or the kind of frequency of coming in and out of work?
0: The frequency of coming in and out of work and also the cycle that happens within work where you kind of start off and you're an exemplary employee and you're kind of like highly... Um, scene within it um, towards the kind of ending where there's some sort of breakdown which makes me kind of like resent the work that I'm in or the place that I'm in which then kind of cause issues or whatever it is to either leaving the job or losing the job or just kind of moving away from the job Um, and I think there's always been an element of that throughout all of my, um, all of the work that I've had and the only reason why i don't think it's shown its face as much is because a lot of my work career life i've been working freelance so a freelance actor a freelance facilitator um you know doing touring and stuff like that which was always very short based work so six weeks here a couple of months here you'd be working on a project that would be one day a week or something like that and i'd be doing other things the other days um so I think that's the reason why I was always more successful in those ones, which were very short, sharp snaps, rather than whenever I've been in like a long-term job where I've been there for a year or a couple of years or something like that. There's always been kind of like issues on pretty much kind of, I think the longest I've gone without an issue probably be like a year. And then there's been something that's kind of been brought up that's kind of caused Did you have friction. an issue
1: when we, worked at, when we worked at Nomads?
0: No, and I think that was because I, was, I wasn't in any any location for longer than three months
1: ah yeah so it shifts about and then you get like the fresh perspective on exactly you and I both like that I I can't have the same thing going on for too long I start to get like just bored of it
0: (laughs) it's not even bored I just kind of start I don't know it just kind of this this case study saw it read it kind of really right in in terms of the breakdown of relationships that you have um and it's more of a kind of like destructive thing is you kind of then par- like there could be paranoia that sets in or resentment kind of sets in in particular places and whatever happens it kind of like destructs the element of, of work that you're in until you're left out of work essentially um and i think destructive uh, kind of thing yeah 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 and i think the last one of kind of like working in the the cafe place was the i think the big one for me when it was kind of i was in my little crisis moment um and I guess I haven't been able to, I've been working through it in, in therapy, but I just haven't been able to kind of rectify that um, part of it, which is why trying to get on the whole streaming content creation, I feel like would be a better avenue because again, it's kind of like, it's kind of working on my own, doing something that I feel I can achieve um, but there's also the, the tendency that you can kind of work with other people, um, and also it gives me the other time to try and get back into acting or other things that I was more successful in. Um, and doesn't mean I have to be in a particular place for uh, any one time working with any bunch of people that those relationships could break down. Um, so that's what I, you know, hoping to do.
1: So self-destructive in the cafe. I mean, shagged the boss. <laughs> that's pretty self-destructive <laughs> to be fair, that happened pretty quickly um that was <laughs> that was that is certainly a way of uh complicating work this is all going great i'm just gonna start flinging some cum up this woman that was <laughs> like, uh what, what could possibly go wrong <laughs> But me and her are still,
0: (laughs) we're still really good mates. It was the owner that I had the problem with. I didn't have like a crisis with her. Yeah, yeah, true. I didn't have a crisis with her at all. I had a crisis with the owner. That was the problem. Mm. Um, And you know, threatening to throw him down some stairs was probably. A bad place to be
1: stairs were there even any stairs near? there was Nearby. only
0: there was only one set of stairs that led to the basement and it had like a concrete floor and it was like i'm holy gonna shit. throw you into the fucking basement uh and that was my kind of yeah i was in a bad place um jesus yeah
1: holy shit i'm gonna bury oh, well, you under been... your
0: fucking shop <laughs>
1: we've all been there in some form or another at different times in our life
0: i mean everybody can everybody can empathize with that one
1: (laughs) yeah
0: it's just the problem with the problem with people with borderline personality is my it might manifest itself you know that's the only problem um in a in a bit of a snap moment and i think that's the worry that i have because i don't feel i've ever been that kind of person um Massively. I've always, I mean, I've always kind of got angry and always had those kind of uh, attributes, but yeah, I've always felt like I've been able to can kind of like control and kind of calm situations down and all that kind of stuff. But when... That's
1: interesting. When that's what of... I want, kind of wanted to, wanted to talk to you about. Like, so You nearly lost control a few times and that's when you're in like the worst part of like the slump essentially. Yeah. and that's and then when you feel that it, it starts to spill over into like physical action and then you stop yourself so you get you're just getting closer than comfortable so you maybe threaten somebody or you may consider going for someone or something like that you know that like with all my stuff with my dad that we've been through before um, the most i've ever felt to being violent is if i'm having an argument with that guy like so it's the same kind of things what you're talking about it's and i start to get worried because i'm like jesus i could really change my life if i don't if i don't calm the fuck down i start to feel like it coming off the rails a little bit i'm like i could see with the direction this could go in and it could be like really violent and i have to really pull it back you know because it's that scary like jesus now this problem becomes a real issue which lands me in prison and uh, how's my mental health gonna do when i'm in there (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly it's um
0: and the cringe lords out there would be like um oh it's my dark passenger and if you put me in prison that's the place i should be so i can take down it from the inside and <laughs> make the criminals suffer but actually it is yeah. just a bit kind of it just yeah i think you want to ma- learn to maintain yourself a little bit better um and i guess in terms of relationships as well and it's kind of sab- i always kind of like sabotage them um not in any sort of aggression or anything like that but more in a kind of if I feel anyone kind of like trying to distance themselves or if I get kind of like paranoid with the within within the relationship after a few months um or like six months or something like that and if I if there is any kind of like problem or even if there's nothing wrong with the relationship and it's just um the other person kind of having bit of a bad time I always see that as a reflection of the relationship and then I get super clingy and kind of change which we all know is if you want anyone to break up with you uh quickly
1: it's just to kind of get clingy um yeah yeah that's the worst thing you can do and it's a shame because like especially when you're younger uh that's how most people deal with their the first the first time that someone starts to pull away a little bit and then they get more clingy because it's like, well, I need to fight for this. Yeah, yeah. You end up just making the problem worse. But like, you generally learn about that after it happens once. Um, Are you saying that happens repeatedly for you? Yeah, and
0: it's something that I don't even see happening. You know, it's like, in hindsight, I can always see it. And you can... And it doesn't feel like as i look back on kind of the relationships when I was really young and like when I was in my, in my late teens and early twenties and it was a bit, um, yeah, you look back on it and you cringe, but, um, when I've been a bit older, I've always kind of felt like I had, I wasn't, it wasn't like that. But then when you do that, like self-reflection about it, you can kind of see those elements manifesting in different ways. Um, it's not so kind of like cringy the cringy clinginess um it's more of a kind of attitude um of uh what would term um (laughs) in terms of uh jesse lee peterson just becoming a uh, (laughs) boner and just yeah backing down a lot
1: don't leave we we haven't even got to christmas
0: we yeah. oh, actually, a, yeah. can we just can, can we just watch love actually and cuddle you've got a dvd
1: <laughs> a dvd that you've been like pack repackaging every, in anticipation for christmas to give to your <laughs> girlfriend and like it just keeps getting opened again new new bow put on every year with a new chick's name oh god got, can, can I, just, I just give this gift You have got talking a vhs my... a dvd and a blu-ray are you talking about my my dvd copy of love
0: actually which has got the uh the, still got the cellophane on it that has been discolored by the sun <laughs> yeah it so says r
1: price music and you're like jesus this is a really old version of it it's
0: actually Woolworths, but um <laughs> Woolworths. <laughs> it's actually got a melted toffee in the back from their pick and mix had it in the same bag
1: <laughs> oh you're not gonna get much picker i don't i was thinking recently with covid like of all the industries that have really been hit pick and mix, mix. will never be the same it will never ever. be the same i don't want to be thinking about Chinese people eating bats while I'm going through my pick and mix peace, <laughs> like when I'm peace. in Woolworths. Unless it's now. a gummy
0: bat. It's a gummy bat. I'm all for it. Just
1: yeah. <laughs> The chocolate mice always freaked me out as well. Oh, then, go, do you know what the weirdest pick and mix is? The teeth? What the fuck is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> False teeth? The teeth. That's weird.
0: I think yeah. it's from, that probably came from the lips, didn't it? It probably came from them having lips.
1: Yeah, and the, lips are, the lips are sexy and they're nice. Yeah, yeah. But they came you from the li- people kind of
0: like, well, other mouth-based pick and mix can we have? It was like teeth. Well, yeah, but like, can
1: you imagine a tongue? God, give me the tongue! Uh, what would you like? It's like, uh, give me a thousand tongues, please! Like Jesus Christ! Have you got any? This dogs? kid comes into this corner shop and all he buys is tongues. I think we need to alert the police.
0: I need some raspberry tongues for my picking.
1: Raspberry <laughs> tongue. That's like I'm having Geralt of Rivia will go picking. I'm
0: having a children's tongues. party and I need a dozen tongues for their party bags. <laughs>
1: And like a, a fifty year old man in a trench coat going, I'm going to have a children's party. 50 tons It's like that. One hand has got his like coin purse, like Mr. Bean and have the other one's just rummaging in his pocket, which goes very deep. You're like, what's he got in there? What's going on? Got pure so, stubble just- with lots of grey in it.
0: Oh I was, I was imagining a pencil mustache just kind of like a really thin pencil mustache. Oh, a nice
1: sophisticated pedo. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah. Yeah, a pocket the watch guy pedo. With like slick slick back <laughs> slicked back hair like he's from yeah. a fucking black and white movie. He's the main lead with like love interest male. You, know, you can either have he's not Gary the rough and ready anyone is a sophisticated one.
0: You can have Gary or Neville in the area. Gary's got a uh, a plastic Tesco bag with old bits of porn in it that he tries to try his children. Or you've got the pocket watch pedo. That's old Neville. He wears tweed and a slicked back hair with a pencil moustache and a dozen tongues
1: for your delectation. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what Michael Jackson was. He was like the top of the mountain pedo. I mean, you've got on one end, you've got Jimmy Savile. You've got a pedo who rapes children in hospitals which he's donated the wing to so he's even (laughs) makes their carers like love him so you're disappointing everybody if you say he came in here and raped me when i was (laughs) when i was like on local anesthetic but like and then he gets away with it and it's fucking disgusting and he dies and then you've got michael jackson the pedophile who builds a fairground for you to come to and pretty much only asks you to blow him. Like, okay, I, I know which one I'd go for. But like, can I have Michael Jackson, please? Yeah, I have to suck his dick, but he's going to show me how to moonwalk, and then I'm going to go on the teacups afterwards. The teacups have my name on them. That's my name. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the he's the pencil moustache Peter, for sure.
0: <laughs> the pencil moustache Peter.
1: I like pocket watch Peter. I imagine he's got a pocket
0: watch, so you just kind of like... Pocket watch Peter, that's better. Yeah. He's got... He's got it's time for kiddies. Just kind of. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's, um, got it's got dark. This got dark. Yeah, what were we, we, we going to talk about? The um, yeah, your debate. Your level. Your should I say descent, But into the debate world of the internet.
1: Yeah. So I. I, I um, so yeah, we're talking about like we both want to do Twitch streaming of some kind. We kind of feel like growing up with gaming. We should be doing some version of that, not even to get big, but just for the process of doing it, because it'd be fun to do. I think is probably, probably what we're really talking about. And if it's fun to do, then maybe it gets some like interest from people. But for you know, you were saying about this whole debate bro thing that's going on or something, where people debate on Twitch rather than game, and maybe the game at the same time. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a quite a few kind of debate people on twitch and just on um youtube as well there's there's quite a few some of them kind of come from a gaming background and other ones are
1: just purely kind of political um a gaming background can you imagine i mean just just hearing that now I come from a gaming background. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, doesn't everyone come from a game? Isn't that what all of our childhoods are? But that's a legitimate thing to but say. But it's legitimate. I mean, you especially comes now. From a gaming. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's just crazy how much the world has changed. Oh, I come from a gaming background. Like what? the
0: the streamer Destiny. He comes from. Um, he was like semi-professional StarCraft player. Um, that's how he Isn't got it into. it
1: Isn't it a shame, like, growing up, like, when I had my N64 in the 90s, if I'd have known what the future held for gamers, I could have just kept gaming and go, no, I'm just going to wait till like, these new platforms come along, and then I'm going to hone my personality, and then I'm going to be first on these. You know what I mean? If I'd have just known where it was going, I didn't have to go to university, didn't have to get a job for years. I could have just fucked off and got better at that. It's fucking crazy suppose you should just let children do what they enjoy doing because as long as war famine and everything is clearly in the rear view we're just going to keep going closer and closer to everyone creating entertainment for everybody and more frivolous things like that but um but yeah it's i i was listening to i've got itunes on my laptop but i don't use it for anything it it just has songs and stuff that i've made and i did a remix of a song for uh, my other podcast and i just wanted to listen to it again so i pressed play and then when it finished it just played the next thing in my library which happened to be other sessions that i've done like session work for like drums so it played through a few of those i was like oh this is quite interesting so it piqued my interest and i was giving it my full attention then the next clip comes along this was like two days ago and all of a sudden it's an audio clip of me and my dad having an argument right and this was that big argument I told you about from two years ago, you know, when I like basically stopped seeing my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like my dad had got kind of, you know, we got kind of closer and I tried to mend things and just introduce him more into everyone's life. So we went to the world cup and that was like when I saw him really come alive again. And then he got, went back into his weird craziness and, you know, I just tried to keep it up by, well, while I'm at home, we'll just go round to his for dinner once a week. And we'll play Mario Kart. And then that turned into this huge argument one day around like the, election in England um where he was just in a super bad mood and he started off like we went round we like oh god he's in a bad mood again it just reminds me exactly of childhood and um me and my brother they're trying to break the tension and my dad is just like feverishly he's going oh did you see boris johnson he sh- he sh- showed his true colours today he's finished and I'm like, why, what happened? Thinking, well, wow, Jesus, we found a video of him murdering somebody. And he's like, well, there was a, this is pre-COVID. So this was like December, 2019. He's like, well, there was a photograph of um, some boy in a NHS hospital and he's sleeping on the floor. And they tried to show it to, you know, meaning like there's no beds in the NHS, you know, we need more funding for the NHS. And they showed Boris the photo and he wouldn't comment on it. And I was like, And (laughs) and my dad was like, you know, this is victory. He's finally, we're finally going to get him out. He was just so, he was clearly getting himself so wound up about this stuff. And me and my brother were like, Jesus Christ, we've come around for dinner and this is not what we want to be here for. And it's eventually, you know, it started with us giving giving him some pushback, being like, oh fuck, is that it? We thought like he'd killed somebody. And eventually it turned into this huge argument where my dad, like I told you, my dad basically blamed me for him and my mum splitting up. (laughs) And you know, a bunch of other shit, which was fucking crazy. So anyway, this audio track starts playing, this recording, and at some point, I was trying to work out, okay, why did I record this? And I am not, I'm quite clearly angry in the audio, but um, I think the reason I was recording it is because my dad doesn't really know how to argue, but he will be very argumentative. So he will say something and then he won't back it up and you'll try to press him on it and then he'll just switch to something else and he'll never make it, he'll make a, he make a grand claim, like, I don't blame anyone for anything because he kept saying to me, oh, you're going to blame me now for the fact that you're not going to have children. Like, because that came up basically. And I said, uh, I said, no, I'm not blaming you. It's just part of the reason. Um, I said, do you not blame, blame people? He goes, I and he just goes, I never blame anyone for anything. I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I've never blamed anyone for anything that's happened to me in my life," but I was like, "Well, ten minutes ago, you were just talking about the fact that when your ankle, when your knee was screwed under Labour, you got your operation within two months, whereas under the Tories, when you had to get the re, the you know the updated, you know, ten years later, to get to get another operation on it, the same thing, it took like twenty months." So I was like, "So who do you blame for that delay that you've had?" He was like, I was just explaining why the delay happened, and I'm like, yeah, but you, so you, you keep saying you don't blame anyone for anything. He re- reiterates, I don't blame anyone for anything. That was like the crux of one of his arguments. You can't blame me for everything that goes wrong in your life, which I wasn't doing, by the way. But you know, as soon as you start to go towards any kind of criticism of him, he, all of a sudden he goes massively on the offensive. So then I end up like getting the dictionary out to see if we can like agree on what the definition of blame is, and when we couldn't agree on that. Then I end the, end the recording. So I think the recording I was making was because he kept switching argument to throw, he'd throw abuse at me and then I'd t- say, okay, let's talk about that. But he's used to people just being like really negatively affected by it and uh, throwing abuse back. But you know what? I'm like, I won't do it. I will go, let's narrow in on exactly what you're talking about and you back up what the fuck you said to me. Right. And it was obviously very heated. So I was recording it so that I could corner him and get him to contradict himself and then play the recording back, you know what I mean? Thinking that that would work with this guy. But we end up just getting into this ridiculous thing where we keep getting more and more granular to the point where he's clearly lying and then he just say something else to me. And I go, well, I'm not even gonna talk to you about this anymore, that's it. And then I I didn't really speak to him since. But I mean, some of the stuff he said to me was I mean, fucking horrendous. He he pulled up something that I said to him when I was like nine By the, by the sounds of it that he's kept forever in his mind, you know what I mean? and it like this thing really hurt his feelings when he was like 38 you know my age now and i was like nine and it turns out that like so for example this is what he said he he said you know i remember when you were really young that you said you work in a kebab shop and i was like okay you did work in a kebab like how did i say it what do you mean and he said like you know as if i was mocking him for working in a kebab shop right and I said, well, what was what was going on at the time? You know, who, who, and he goes, you were there with your friend, like my, my, one of my friends from um, when I was a kid. I was like, okay, and what were we doing? Were we playing? He goes, no, you weren't playing. I was like, not what was I playing when I said it. What was I doing with my friend? I'm trying to picture the environment. And he goes, I don't remember. He just, I was telling you that you should work hard because you don't want to end up um, having to work like your dad does. And you said, yeah, well, you work in a kebab shop. And I was like, okay, well, let's just, and I didn't I didn't say this to him, but like, let's just break down what he's talking about there. I am with my friend, right? When I'm a child, I'm like nine years old. My friend is around at my house, so we're playing together. And for some reason, my dad is lecturing me about work ethic and schoolwork and studying. So this is at the weekends when my friends are there. So he's woken up in a mood because, he's probably gambled all of the taking from the shop in the in the casino all night. And he's been working all night and then he's been up to like seven, losing all that money. And then he's come back and he's tired and we're probably making some noise and he gets up in a mood and he just takes it out on us. And he starts lecturing about schoolwork. And then I'm probably at some point saying, seeing the contradiction and going, well, what would you know? You work in a kebab shop. I probably had some balls for once because my <laughs> friend was round and he has kept this for 30 years And now pulls it out to tell me as an adult, like that's the type of person that I'm dealing with here. Like that kind of petty kind of person. Anyway, my point being about around all this is that when you talked to me about, you said, you know, this would be a really good thing for you to do this Twitch debating thing. Like, you know how aggressive and... let's say relentless is probably a good way of putting my debating style if you want to call it yeah yeah I realized when I was listening back to this and seeing this absolute fucking psychopath who raised me I realized where that came from and for a long time I thought I'm turning into that man but it's not it's a complete mirror image of him and every time I've been debating with somebody I will if I get a whiff of anyone doing any of these tactics which he lives on like like I won't want to let them wriggle out of it. And I'll say, no, you're not So I'm basically arguing with my dad every single time. And that's where it fucking comes from. And it was such a realization the other day. And it was so mentally taxing. You know, you've got these pathways in your brain of like trauma through childhood. You've got my dad. And for example, that, that same friend that I was in front, of, just just give you an idea of what my dad was like. That same friend that I was in front of there, he, we'd go to karate like every Wednesday and every Saturday. And my dad, so it was around one o'clock. Now my dad was working in a kebab shop late, but he'd also spend a lot of time after that. So like 2 a.m. he'd finish, he'd just go to the casino and lose all the money. That would happen a lot, right? So that's the kind of life he was in, a gambling addict, working late. So when you're tired and you've got mental health problems and you've got a bad addiction like that, which is ruining your life, To then have to get up and take your son to this thing and to hear him laughing in the back. I mean, I've been like that myself. I've told you I sometimes shit on people who are having fun and it's this learned behavior I've got from this guy and I'm having to kind of work my way through it and stop myself from doing it. Um, I'll be in a mood when people are having fun. It's just the same kind of thing. He was like yelling at me when I'm in the back of the car with my mate. And he was just yelling out somehow on the te- five minute journey from our house to, to the sports center where I was doing karate. He started asking me, just yelling times tables at me in front of my mate in the back of the car. <laughs> well, seven sevens. And I'm like, I don't I don't know. And this is high pressure. Oh my God. And I remember like, as we were getting close, it started with stuff like five sevens or whatever. And he's getting more angry. And I've got, it burned into my mind. I can just see we're going over the bumps on the way to the sports center. So we're literally, think about how fucking ridiculous this is. (laughs) We're literally going over speed bumps, which are there to remind a driver to be careful because you could hurt some children. And while we're going over that, right, be careful with this huge vehicle you you could could hurt some children. My dad, I can see him staring at me with his crazy fucking Iranian eyebrows (laughs) that I've got, like in the rear view mirror. And he's going to me. It's it's gone from seven sevens to now. What's a thousand thousands? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he kept yelling it at me. So like, think about how insane that. As an adult, that's a scary thing to have yelled at you. But as a child, like, what's a thousand thousand? Like, whoa, Jesus. Like, that's, those are the highest two numbers I could think of. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know. He's like, what's a thousand thousand? And I remember the last thing he said before I got the car was, and in this attitude, have you ever heard of a million? You fucking idiot, essentially, like that. And I'm in front of my friend, like, trembling in the back of the car. And then I've got to go in and do self-defense drills. You know what I mean? That's what my Saturday was like when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Now, I know a lot of kids have had way worse than that. Some kids live in wars. Some kids even get aborted, you know. So people have way worse time than me. Jesus. But those those pathways that I have carved in my brain of, like, this is the trauma from childhood. This is, and this becomes your personality falls into that lane as well. It's so much of it's linked to your personality. All of a sudden, I saw the link between other problems I've had in my life, overly arguing with people, making people feel uncomfortable, um, not being able to drop something and being quite aggressive because I'm arguing with that man who was a dickhead to me when I was a child. But as I got smarter, I started learning how to argue with him and shut him up. Um, I, all the times that I've had, all the problems that I have in my life which come from that, all of a sudden path, new pathways were formed linking those, you know what I mean? And just because he was burning through my brain these crazy neural pathways which linked those two specific tracks like trauma in childhood, behavior, and then problems of an adulthood, I was exhausted after listening to it and analyzing it and I had to sleep afterwards. It was crazy. It felt like, I imagine an intense therapy session feels like so yeah I think I am suited for debating with people and I think it can probably be quite funny and quite entertaining certainly from a competitive standpoint but it's quite interesting to see where the hell that shit comes from yeah yeah and I had that realization the other day by my laptop weirdly just playing this thing you know very fucking strange to hear it like weird oh, yeah man. i just i thought like i can't wait to tell pete about this like because you've witnessed what my arguments like. you've been on the one end of it before oh yeah yeah, yeah. i remember when right. i was
0: taking that um that new medication and we were like we're gonna do this debate <laughs> so we had that debate and i remember i was just like i just have to take this and then it just kind of kicks in i'm like i am i cannot i cannot go against the massive steamroller at the moment uh, <laughs> i am tapping
1: out <laughs> <laughs> god <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like actually I can't imagine what it's like because it's some version of what my dad used to be like although it's like the, like I said it's the mirror image and it's the how to deal with that but with also some learn it's the coping with it but also how to deal with it kind of thing but also learn behavior so it's this horrible mix of all three and look I'm nowhere near as bad as he is like you know I don't I don't start i don't find the thing that you've told me in confidence and then throw it at you and say like that you deserve you know what i mean i don't do that kind of shit no no you definitely stay on
0: you're very good at kind of staying on task and and if you're if you're debating about something in particular you're very good at kind of like sticking with that thing until you see that thing through to its conclusion you don't pull anything from the side i remember um great example of this is when we were playing the game of thrones board game in um, <laughs> I was I was looking
1: at the photos like the other day. I've got like a set of pictures from it. Have I sent you them? No, no, you haven't. I need to see them. Oh, I've got. A, remind me to send me the. Yeah, it's like Craig took him on like his dead fancy camera, so we have got like nice depth of field and stuff. And I've got the wildest hair of all time. Remember when we were playing it? Uh, when you and I apparently trusted each other, we were like on the border with each other. We're like, yeah, yeah we've got yeah. a truce. We? we were like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We won't attack each other. But then when we turned over our cards, we both just put full defense up. <laughs> it's like these two armies, <laughs> these two armies on the border with each other. Like, yeah, we've got a truce, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And then both. They all just step back, shields up at the same time. So yeah, we trust each other. We trust each other. So fucking. I've got a photo of that of the pieces there. Oh mate, I was. I've got to send you those. Remind me to send you them after this.
0: Playing that game is. I've only got a small like memory of it because I think I went so hyper with the actual playing of the game that it just kind of like. Yeah, um, you love it. It just kind of yeah. It just like almost like blackout drunk level of excited.
1: But um that is something we've got to do, by the way, at some point. You, me, Jim, Carver and like a few of our friends, we need to play like some kind of Dungeons and Dragons in person. Oh, I think we that have would such be such a fucking such a fucking laugh. It's so much fun. Anyway, so you're so talking to talk about story with Game of Thrones. That could be yeah, a, that a that a game can game
0: definitely fun. be a project that we
1: work we work towards and oh, <laughs> we, we've got to at least just do it once at some point. It's just gonna be so much fun.
0: Oh mate, we could set up a couple of cameras and do uh and do a little stream. That'll be great.
1: Yeah, we should definitely all be in the same room, though. Yeah, 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 definitely. It'd be fucking electric. Like, yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah. you were saying you were gonna uh, talk about how great you, my arguing was.
0: Your arguing, you no, you um, you against Will. It was Will, wasn't it? That you had the argument with. Like it was the pretty much I can't the even Remember, I think it was the end of the game because we were all like, I don't. Ugh. It's like it it wouldn't stop. um no, the game,
1: <laughs> oh, the game had the game. to finish.
0: No, 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 you didn't ruin the game. We were kind of coming to an end of the game anyway. I don't really know how that game ends, but we were kind of like be playing it for quite a few hours. But there was just something about, there was something impassable, uh, some sort of impassable conflict between you and Will. So you both had this kind of like, yeah, no, but I was doing this, so you can't do that. It was just like a, and him you being a triple step, and
1: double step, Lloyd. You can't triple step, a double step.
0: Yeah, and he's like, he's- He's a big Texan who's not going to back down. And John Massey, he's not going to back down. And it was just a bit kind of like, oh, God, this could go on for days. I think it did. (laughs) (laughs)
1: next time I see Will because I just saw him in Texas I'm going to be like hey apparently we had an argument over Game of Thrones and I thought maybe it'd be a good time to pick it up now can you remember what it was about and we'll both like have to search through the memory banks we'll probably both like remind each other of it and then we'll probably both get pissed off with each other like yeah you were a piece of shit <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah I won't I won't drop an argument until someone admits that someone else is right and I, I don't mind being the person who admits it wrong and as soon as I know I'm wrong I'm quickly like I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, hundred percent. Let's move on. I'm like, no, you were right. That's it. Like, see, this is what doesn't I think happen very be- often because I won't get into the argument unless I, the other person's wrong. Because I generally won't argue if I'm wrong. But people don't see that side of it. They just go, "You should fucking love arguing," which of course I do. I'm, I've got this defense mechanism against this fucking lunatic. That's why who was around think- when I was younger.
0: That's why I think you should watch some of. Um, I mean, a good entry point was just where I kind of got into it was from de- those Destiny clips. Um, if you go to his, the uh, one that I linked you with him and Lauren Southern, that might be a good one to kind of get into. But he's...
1: He, he's on with Lauren, Lauren Southern.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's... Um, she's so fit. She's had... Uh, she's in that sphere as well. And there's like panels and stuff like that. So Destiny comes Jesus, from... kind she's of
1: She's like, a fucking bit of an intellectual, though. I wouldn't be able to go up against her, I don't think. I think... I th- you see, She's too fit. I think
0: you... To be fair, there some, some of the things, I'm, I think you might be on the same side of her, apart from <laughs> which... I you think I'm play. on the
1: same side with, uh, with a fair, fair amount, but I just think that, like, I'm in the non-well-educated... Non I mean, my, my debating education comes from tr- childhood trauma and then picking fights with people, you know what I mean? Basically, intellectual fights with people. She's, like, pretty well-educated. But anyway, yeah, so... But I think yeah, kind the, of, like, he, some of
0: it is just learning kind of how to research, and I think you can kind of get help with that as well yeah. you know um especially if you were prepping for a debate i think it's it's just one of those learned things isn't it and i think the it's not like
1: prep that gays take is it
0: no 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 that's in that's <laughs> in a pill form this is uh this comes in a pamphlet um i mean there is a pamphlet about prep as well that you have to read before you take the <laughs> pill but um it's different different kind of pamphlet um <laughs> you need to
1: get it's basically the gay birth control prep isn't it it <laughs> it basically is
0: isn't it it's just that it, it's it doesn't let anything live you know just, yeah. <laughs> nothing can get a foothold
1: women take women take the pill gay men take prep what do straight men take I'll oh, to put this sock over your dick because like, thanks <laughs> um,
0: yeah uh the debate says i think you should watch a few and um see if you can see if you can kind of see yourself I I can 100% see yourself getting into it and I kind of feel like you're you're quite similar in your style as someone like Destiny um maybe not without the some of the things to kind of back it up but I think you've got that tenacity to you've got that interest to want to want to want to be right And to want to be kind of like, aha, I've got this um, to back me up about this one. Um, Because sometimes you ask me when I say something and you want me to back it up, you know, like you were saying, you want someone to back up what they want to say. You want it to be based in truth. If they're going to make some sort of outrageous statement or even a non outrageous statement, it's like, where does that come from? And if you're going to quote something at me, then where does that quote come from? Um, And I think that. Yeah, I think you're very well suited to that that vibe um and i think problem, that also i le- think the problem sorry, gone. so i think that also
1: leads into kind of getting your other stuff started and doing debate cart and all that kind of stuff that's the see that's the thing i'm interested in because there's a thing about debating lately that like i don't know i'm just i'm kind of through arguing with people i just find it like i just don't find it d- in and of itself enjoyable anymore because I feel it's it's just like it's just like having a fight with somebody. Whereas I think if I had Mario Kart on the go <laughs> it kind of keeps it kind of lighthearted and plus you're also doing something else. You're also playing a game together kind of thing. Plus I like the blending of of different things. So Mario Kart plus debating mm. I, 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 yeah, I keep forgetting about it and going, Yeah, I keep meaning to do this. I think it's a great idea. It's just about how to get it kind of started. Um but, but That's how you.
0: I think that's how you get it started. I think jumping into this realm um, and getting getting involved in that sort of thing will then lead you on to being able to do your own thing with. Because obviously, there's 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 a lot of streamers that are that are getting into the debate sphere and want to do that one, Um, and then you can just kind of get them onto your channel to do that as well. You know, so. Um and there 's a few panels, panel ones like panel debates, where there 's kind of like fifteen people in it, and there 's a moderator, so everyone else is mu- muted and they can control who kind of like speaks and stuff like that um you can kind of get involved and stuff like that.
1: But um yeah, watch some of, imagine a panel debate on debate cart, like four player Mario Kart. And it's like, he's trying to, you're <laughs> yeah. all playing 200 CC. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to really concentrate. But at the same time, you're trying to make a point about whatever. <laughs> Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a,
0: a oh, mate. it definitely is a sphere that you should get into. But like I said, watch the, um, watch the systemic racism, the two V two debate with Lauren Southern. Um, Okay, and at, an actual justice warrior is the person that she's her uh, debate um it's part of her debate team oh, he's a fucking dick um yeah and then there's there's quite a few other ones that i think you'd be interested in i certainly have that one about uh is it's eugenics that alters your dna didn't i i think um mm. or some other ones um but yeah go down that kind of like rabbit hole i think you're find it really interesting and if you then juxtapose that with destiny 2001 to him in like 2015 it's a whole different kettle of fish because back then he used to debate primarily kind of conservatives and much more right-leaning people Um, and now he still does that but there's less people that are willing to kind of debate him and he's also uh yeah, there's there's a few kind of left people that don't like Destiny as well. It's very. It's a lot of yeah, drama. Wasn't he banned. He was yeah, banned he was banned from, from like... Twitch. He was banned from Twitch. Um, Why? Uh, he was banned from Twitch, and he was he was banned from Twitter as well. But he's got a new Twitter called the Omni Liberal on Twitter, um, which is quite he just he just some of the stuff that he he throws out um he throws out stuff to start something you know he'll throw out uh he'll try and find the most triggering way of saying something especially on twitter because that's what the that medium he kind of thinks is for i mean he can say it more in his own in his own words if you kind of listen to some of his stuff but uh yeah, one the way that he worded one of his tweets was about women who uh uh who go out and get kinda of drunk with random people, strangers, um, putting themselves in danger. Um, which was kinda of like, Oh, you're victim blaming here and it's is a bit so he kind of says these statements which kinda of get a lot of traction. Because obviously that's what that's what you want from Twitter, don't you? You want a lot of traction. And I think kind of yeah, he definitely plays the the medium, right? Um, he had a yeah, he's got a couple of things that you think he might be interested in. Obviously, that could debate with Lauren Sutherland, The one recently, it was only like a day ago, um, a couple of days ago. And the other one oh, really? is there's a he's got a debate, an on stage debate. Uh, so that was they were both in the same room. Um, this was about a year ago, maybe um, with Milo. Him and Milo is uh, have a debate, um, which was, I actually watched that one. Milo, um,
1: haven't heard that name for a while.
0: I know, I know. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got a debate with him, which is really, that was a really good one as well. Um, but I think in terms of leading you into this situation, I think you'd be really interested in it.
1: Yeah. I'd I'll check out the Lauren one that sounds quite interesting.
0: I think you'd be really inter- I think you'd be really good at it as well to be honest. Cuz there's there's quite a few people on there and they don't have the but they they look you could imagine them being them kind of going into this feeling like they had a handle on it from doing a debate club at school or something like that. But when it comes to the medium of streaming or just kind of being on a channel they don't really have that um, performative quality but I kind of feel like with how you debate and how you are generally um, it, it it makes it quite performative as well so I think that's an element that you have that's really good
1: yeah I'll start I'll start watching some of this stuff see how it goes